Our scripture reading for today's episode is taken from 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 to 17. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be made perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. In today's episode, we'll consider the Holy Scriptures. By definition, Holy Scriptures means sacred writings. Scriptures from Latin scriptura, which means written material. It's a body of writing considered sacred and or authoritative. The sacred scriptures is divided into two. We have the Old and the New Testament. The Old Testament are the writings before Christ and the New Testaments are the writings after Christ. Now, how did the scripture come to us? In 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 20 to 21, it says, Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. The scriptures are not men's made ideas. They were given by God through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit of God has inspired men to write. So the scriptures were compiled from the writings of men. To the people living in their days, these men bore message from God. And in those writings, they also taught spiritual truth and gave counsels and warnings for the church today. Now God has been in constant interaction with us. God has been constantly involved into our life. Throughout the Holy Scriptures, God has revealed Himself to us. He has revealed His will unto us, His desire for us, His purpose for us. We have learned the reasons of our existence. We have learned the desire of God for men. The Holy Scriptures has been written over a period of two to three thousand years. And yet, there's a tremendous harmony among the Scriptures. As an educator, the Holy Scriptures are without rival. The Bible is the most ancient and the most comprehensive history that men possess. And it came fresh from the fountain of eternal truth. God is the one who inspired the pages. And throughout these ages, a divine hand has preserved its purity. Now, uh, the scripture are divided into categories. Now we have historical book, we have uh, prophetic book, we have song books, we have poetry books, we have epistles, which are letters. So all these books together, they make what we call today the Bible. Now there's something that I would like to point out. I was thinking that, for example, if you read in Luke chapter one, you see that Luke introduced the book by saying that for as much as many have taken in hand to set forth another a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us even as they delivered them unto us which from the beginning were eyewitness and ministers of the word it seems good to me also having had a perfect understanding of all things from the very first to write unto thee an other most excellent Theophilus, that thou might know the certainty of those things wherein thou hast been instructed. 
Luke said that many have written the things that they have been eyewitness. So it seems good to him also to write the things that he himself have been eyewitness. So I used to believe that Luke wrote the gospel at the very moment that Jesus was speaking, that the things were happening. Well, it was not so. He wrote it after Jesus left, a couple of years after. I'm not sure how many years, but a couple of years after those books were written. They were written as an account of what happened. Now, some people used to say that, no, but it's not accurate because it was written after. Some of the things might have been forgotten. Well, the Holy Spirit was the one guiding those writers. They were eyewitness, yes, but yet they were guided by the Holy Spirit. That is why the Bible is pure. The Holy Spirit of God was the inspire of the Bible. Now, let's say, for example, the case of the Apostle Paul. Apostle, Paul's, Apostle Paul has put most of his writings in forms of letters. Now, we would think those letters, they were just Paul's mind's production? No. Those, actually, he himself said that all scripture are given by the inspiration of God. Those writings, those letters, even though Paul was writing the letters, but he was inspired by God to write those letters. Now, we do believe that in some, he said, not the Lord saying, but I. So in some of the parts that he put emphasis as he himself, backing up his conviction on the inspiration of God, he said, I'm writing this not as, not as the Lord, but as Paul, you understand? Yet, there is nothing corruptible in the word of God. David said in Psalms chapter 119, verse 105, David said that the word of God is a lamp unto his feet and a light unto his path. Anyone who will, will have guidance without failure in the word of God. Now, this old book, is it still relevant today? Is this old book still relevant today in our life? The Word of God is the most perfect educational book in our world. The Word of God is a standard of character. In giving us His Word, God has put us in possession of every truth essential for salvation. The Word of God has history, it has psychology, it has science. There's a lot of questions that scientists have tried hard to get answers while the answer lie very clear in the Word of God to teach us. Now, some interesting fact about the Bible. The Bible was written in three languages. We have it in Hebrew, Aramaic, and in Greek. The Bible was written by more than 40 traditional authors. And the Bible was written on three continents. Every part of the Bible is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable. The Old Testament, no less than the New Testament, should receive our attention. You know, most of the time people say the Old Testament has a lot of old history and, you know, long. And some people do not see nothing in the Old Testament as attractive. But as we study the Old Testament, we shall find living spring bubbling up where the careless readers discern only a desert. When you read the Old Testament, you realize how God has dealt with human beings in the past. I mean, there's a direct contact 
there's direct involvement of God with human being. If you read, um, for example, this, this month and last month, I've been reading over the people of Israel. And we have seen how God has directed them, how God has dealt with them, the will of God for them and everything. So we have seen a lot of God involvement in the life of these people. And we can all take lessons from those, from those events. There is something different about the Word of God. Though it is writing just like any other books, but yet it must be lived. The Word of God was designed to impact our life. It is not a mere reading of the Word that will accomplish the result that is designed by heaven. But the truth revealed in the Word must find entrance into the heart. If the good intended is to be obtained, the Word of God must be lived. The Word of God must be accepted in our life. And one more thing that we need to be careful is do not open the Word of God with irreverence. Now, I mean, any other book, you can lay down on the couch and just take the book and glance, you understand? And then while you're glancing the book or maybe uh, the TV is playing something and then, and then your attention is divided, you know, you're reading, but you know, sometimes it happens to us while we're just reading, you know, just through a glance on the book, you know, while you are paying attention to another thing. But for the Word of God, it must not be so. We must open the Word of God with reverence. We must know that the, the Bible is God communication to us. It's like entering into an audience with God. So therefore, we must come with reverence. We must come with humility, with a teachable spirit, knowing that you will have an encounter with God, knowing that it will be revealed unto you the will of God. And most of the time when we open the word of God, we might see one or two things that we must improve in our life. So therefore, we need to have a good teachable spirit and reverence as we open the word of God. Now, there's another interesting fact about the Bible is that without the spirit of God, we cannot understand the Bible. I mean, Anybody can read, read what is written in the Bible. Anybody, can, anybody who can read, they can see what is written in the Bible. But the Bible is not just letters. The Word of God is life. So therefore, we need the presence of the Holy Spirit to teach us, to impress in our heart the lesson that we learn in the Word of God. So that's why we need to have the Holy Spirit with us. Because without the Holy Spirit, we will not be able to understand the Word. Without the author of the word, it is impossible for us to understand. And we can see that in other books. Sometimes you read some, something that someone said, but without the person explaining what he said, you cannot understand. The same way the Bible is inspired by God. Without the Holy Spirit, the presence of God, we cannot understand the Bible. And most of the time, it is better for us not to read it at all than to read it without the presence of the Holy Spirit. Because the enemy of our soul, he will take control of the thought and he will suggest interpretation that are not correct. Now, is there any good in the Bible? Is the Bible today is still relevant? Is still relevant in our society? The old book that we have in our house, which get some old English, is it still relevant today? Can we, can we trust the Bible for the guidance of our life? In Psalms chapter 119, verse 30, it says, The entrance of thy word give light, and it give entrance, and it give understanding to the simple. For the mind 
So the entrance of the word of God give light and it give understanding unto the simple. When we receive, remember I tell you that the word of God is not just to read dead letters, but we need to live it in our life. It needs to take place in our heart. When that happen, it will give us understanding. The Bible contain all the principles that men need to understand in order to be fitted either for this life or for the life to come. And these principles may be understood by all. In its wide range of style and subject, the Bible has something to interest every mind and appeal every heart. And its pages are found the most ancient history, biography to the trustest life, principles of government for the control of the state for the regulation of the household, principles that human wisdom has never equaled. It contains philosophy, the most profound, poetry, the most sweetest and the most sublime and the most impassionate and the most pathetic immeasurably superior in value to the productions of human, of any human author or the Bible writings. Even when this is considered, but of infinitely wide scope and of infinitely greater value are they when viewed in relationship to the grand central thoughts. The Bible has everything that we need in this life to have success. The Bible have principles for this life and for the life to come. I mean, life is not just live it the way that you think because life has rules. If you want to live longer, there are certain things that you need to do. If you want to live happier, there are certain things that you need to do. And those certain things, they are the rules of life. They are the principles that um, guide our life. The Bible has all these principles. Now to finish, the central theme of the Bible, the thing about which every other and the whole book clusters is the plan of redemption, the restoration of the image of God in the human soul. From the first intimation of hope in the sentence pronounced in Eden to the last glorious promise in the book of the Revelation, the burden of every book and every passage of the Bible is the unfolding of this wondrous theme. The main purpose of the Bible is to guide us, to teach us so that the image of God can be restored in us. We are made to the image of God, not only physically, but also spiritually. But looking at our generation today, we have lost most of those things. I mean, naturally, we reflect the image of God, but misery and sickness and death has beaten us every day. You understand? We almost lost that natural beauty that we are designated to have. And even worse, the spiritual life, the spiritual beauty and the image of God. We are selfish. We do not love our neighbor. We kill. We lie. We are disrespectful to our parents and to God. The beautiful image of God, of the loving God that we know is disappearing in our lives. And the principles that we find in the Bible is what aim to restore that life again back to us. That's why we choose that book in our podcast in order to study the principles that is found in this book. And hopefully they will have an impact into your life. They will have an impact in my life. 
so that the image of God that we have lost might be restored every day into our life. As we read the Bible, as we meditate the Bible, as we accept the principles that is being taught in the Bible, this might help to restore the image of God in our life. So again, thank you for listening to this episode. If you like, share it to your friends and your families that this purpose might be fulfilled in our life, which is to restore the lost image of God in our life. May God bless us.